Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Good morning. As we continue our We Believe series based on the Apostles' Creed, we are on number two, We Believe in Jesus Christ. And our scriptures for today are Matthew 1, 20b to 21, and Colossians 1, 15 to 17. From the Gospel of Matthew. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then from Colossians chapter 1. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So sing with me. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. What we believe about God is called our theology. What we believe specifically about Jesus Christ is called Christology. And this one little song most of us learned in childhood is jam-packed full of our Christology as followers of Jesus Christ. Jesus loves us, and we believe it because the Bible tells us so. (laughs) In our Apostles' Creed, which is a statement of what we believe as Christians, we began with the statement of our belief in God. We believe in God, and we believe that this God created all there is, on purpose, not at random, and because God loved us. Our belief in God lays the foundation for all our other beliefs as Christians, including and especially our belief in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. As we explore our creed and what we believe, we see quite clearly that the section about our belief in Jesus is the largest part. This is the reason we are called Christians, because it is what we believe about Jesus that sets us apart from other people of various faiths in the world. Other religions and people may believe in God or a God of some sort, but only Christians make the bold claim that Jesus is the Son of God, a divine being in human form. So can we adequately explain to someone who doesn't have faith in Christ what we believe about Jesus, and why it matters. 
This series is intended to give us the ability to put into words what we believe as Christians and why. We talked about God last week, and we'll talk about the other parts of the creed in the weeks to come, but really, there is no more important message we need to have the words to convey as Christians than our belief in Jesus Christ. John 3.16 reminds us that God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not die, but will have eternal life. As Christians, we say that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, the only way to God, and it is only through faith in him that we have access to salvation and eternal life. If our faith in Christ is that important, then shouldn't we know how to explain what we believe about Jesus And why to someone else? Take a second or two and think about it. Think about why you believe in Jesus as the Son of God. And what exactly is it that you believe about Jesus? So let's look at our creed. But before that, let's talk about that song. The song says, Jesus loves me, and this I know before the Bible because the Bible tells me so. And when I ask people why they believe in Jesus, most people will say one of two things, because that's what I was taught by my parents, or because that's what the Bible says. What we believe about Jesus is largely seen in the Bible. Most people who don't believe in Jesus, though, will tell you they don't believe in the Bible either as the Word of God. Why? Because it was written by human beings, and human beings are flawed. If what we believe in Jesus is only because our parents told us to or because that's what the Bible says, then we haven't really experienced faith for ourselves. And believing the Bible is the word of God is also a leap of faith that goes hand in hand with a personal experience of God. I don't have the time to get into that too much, but as for the Bible, just like belief in God as creator is the foundation for everything else we believe, it is the Bible that tells us about Jesus and lays the groundwork for building our faith in Christ. We have to choose to believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God given to human beings to write down the story of who God is, what God is like, and how God is acting in the world. When you think about the fact that the Bible was written over thousands of years by people from all walks of life who maybe didn't know each other, but yet managed to put together a cohesive chronicle and story that tells about our relationship with God, that tells about God from our beginning to the end of time. It seems pretty amazing and miraculous It is, though, a conscious choice to believe in what the Bible tells us. Our faith in Christ begins with that choice, or we won't really believe in anything this creed says we do. So let's take a look at the creed, which sums up what the Bible tells us about Jesus. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. Well, let's unpack that part just a little bit, right? There's so much in just this that we can't possibly get into at all, but we're going to hit the highlights. We believe in Jesus. Well, most, even most atheists believe that Jesus was a real human being. There's too much evidence to dispute his physical existence. There are so few documents remaining from that time in the Roman Empire, yet for some reason, a nondescript carpenter 
born in a backwater town of no importance, is mentioned by several prominent writers, mentioned for his incredible acts of healing, his confrontations with local authorities, and yes, his crucifixion. But we go farther. We call him Christ. If you remember, when the angel came to Joseph, he told him to give him the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Well, Jesus literally means God saves. Christ comes from the Greek word Christos, which in Hebrew, the same word is translated Messiah. Jesus Christ, Jesus Messiah, same thing. Messiah means anointed one, and the Messiah would be God's chosen one to rule over his people with justice and righteousness. Now, maybe the Jews of that day were looking for a different kind of Messiah, but we believe as Christians that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah for the whole world, which is why we also call him our Lord. The word for Lord is from Kyrios in the Greek. It means ruler, sovereign, king, highest authority. As Christians, we believe Jesus is the one sent by God to save us, to rule over us with justice and righteousness. We choose to allow him to be our Lord, our Christ, and to submit to his authority. The part about being conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary speaks about our belief that Jesus is not only fully human since he was born into the world in the same way as any other human being with a body like every other human being, but he was also God, fully divine. Not part God and part man, but all God and all man. It's really difficult to wrap our minds around that, and some Christians bypass the virgin birth in order to have things make sense to them. But if you believe in Jesus... You really can't believe the rest of it without believing that this part is true as well. Why is it so hard to believe that God can create the entire universe but isn't able or wouldn't want to bring his only son into the world in this special way? There are creatures on this earth right now that have the ability in certain environments to have offspring without two parents. Couldn't God, the creator of the universe, have made that possible in Mary? Believing God created everything and can create anything, is the foundation of our belief in the virgin birth. This part of the creed is a testimony to the power of God and the truth of the biblical account of Christ's birth. The incarnation is the act of God making himself a human being like us, a divine being with a human body. The other name the angel gave to Joseph for Jesus was Emmanuel, which means God with us. No other faith claims a God who became human to be so close to his creation. Our passage from Colossians states that Jesus is the visible image of our invisible God, that Jesus and God are the same. God reveals himself to us in Jesus. I am is the name of God. And in John, Jesus gives us 10 I am statements. I am the light of the world, the bread of life, the good shepherd, the true vine, and more. Scripture tells us, and Jesus tells us, Jesus and God are one, fully divine and fully human, born of a woman by the power 
of the Holy Spirit. And then we have the reference to poor Pontius Pilate. He will be forever remembered as the one who put Jesus to death. And here it is. Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Now, why would we actually need to say we believe this? It really goes to emphasize our belief that Jesus was a real human being, fully human, and that what the Bible says about his death is true. It's a historical fact. However, as we talk about what his death meant for us, it becomes important to be able to say that his death really happened. His death bridged the great divide that sin had caused between God and humans. We'll spend more time on sin when we talk about forgiveness later in the series, but sin simply means missing the mark, not living the way we were created to live. In his life among us, Jesus taught us that we were to love God and our neighbor as ourselves. Anything we do that is not loving, anything that misses that mark is sin, and it separated us from God until Jesus carried those sins with him to the cross and bridged that gap between God and human beings. We call it atonement. To understand this better, break that word down. Jesus died to make us one with God again, so his death brought atonement, or at-one-ment, with God. I'd love to spend more time on that part too, but not today. What we need to know and be able to say today Jesus, whose name means God saves, died to bring us back into a right relationship with God. The next part, he descended to the dead. Not everyone says this part of the creed, and and I won't spend a lot of time here either. Not too many people want to think about it, really. When people die, we believe they go to heaven or that other place. If they believe in Jesus, heaven. If not, well, and we don't even like to talk about that either. Even in church, it's kind of a curse word, so we avoid it at all costs. Down below, that other place, the eternal fire, etc. Yet at the time this creed was written, it didn't really mean a place of damnation. It was the place the souls were waiting until the final judgment. As Christians, we believe Jesus died for all sins, and that includes past sins. 1 Peter 3.18 tells us, For Christ also suffered for sins. Once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he also went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison. That's that place down there. Who in former times did not obey. When God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, Jesus' salvation was for all including all who had lived and died before he even came. He went to offer them grace and mercy. That's pretty amazing, if you ask me. But yet none of that would be worth a hill of beans, unless it is true that on the third day he rose again. We believe that in rising from the dead, not being resurrected and dying again later like Lazarus, but in being resurrected by the power of the Holy Spirit, life brought back to life. 
Jesus showed us God's power over death itself. That is why Jesus can give us eternal life. He is God in the flesh who has the power over sin and death and offers that same power to each one of us by faith. Reading the accounts of his resurrection, we see the evidence that he was a walking, talking, eating human being seen by many witnesses. The tomb was empty. His body was gone. It wasn't stolen or misplaced. The same body that died on the cross in a horrible manner was alive. See my hands, my side, my head. It was on that morning, which we celebrate on Easter, and well, every Sunday is a little Easter, that we were given the power to be called children of God. So why does it matter? Well, why does it matter to you? Maybe you've never really thought about that before, but that is the real question people will want the answer to when they ask you about your faith in Jesus. And telling them because that's what you grew up with, your parents taught you, might not be the best answer. And I can't answer that for you. But I can tell you why it matters to me. And maybe that will help you put into words why it matters to you. I've always believed in God. But I haven't always believed in Jesus or that Jesus really was God. I had been going to church for many years, and I knew the stories of Jesus, but I didn't really give them much thought. Then I was going through a painful separation prior to my divorce, and I didn't know what to do or where to turn. And one day when I was praying to God, Jesus showed up. He showed me in my mind, the cross, and told me how much he loved me. And that's when I understood, at least as far as I could, about the cross. And he told me how much he loved me, that his act of dying for me on the cross was a display of his love for me. And that's when I understood, at least in part, about the cross and what God had done for me that day. And I saw the ways that I had missed the mark in my life, those sins we don't like to talk about. And then, in a moment, I also knew that Jesus had taken them from me. I was so happy, and I felt so free. But more importantly, in a time when I felt so unloved, I felt tremendous love. And I also knew that as lonely as I had felt before, that I would never be alone again. See, the difference what I believe about Jesus has made in my life is how I live it. Before Christ, B.C., I was self-centered and working so hard to get through each day. I don't think I was unkind, but I didn't really think about other people very much, just about what I and my family needed. 
I was always worried about money, about having enough food, enough time, enough everything. And I would try to put on this face, trying to be someone special in the world, you know, trying to be the best person I could be to, so someone maybe would notice me and give me some recognition or a pat on the back. But once I knew Jesus, once I chose to put my faith in him, I was different. I learned more and more about how he wanted me to live. I started working on loving God and my neighbor in everything that I did. I began to notice people around me who were in need. I saw other people as people Jesus had died for, just like me. So it changed how I looked at them and at the world. I know peace in my spirit all the time because I'm never alone. And my God created the universe. So there is nothing that can be bigger in my life than that. I know that love is the answer because God is the author of love and he showed me that love by sending his son for me. My faith in Christ changed everything about my life, including my career, but also how I act and respond to the world. I'm certainly not perfect. I make mistakes all the time. And I have to work every day on how to love others better. But I know I have a guide and a friend in Jesus to help me every step of the way. I live each day with gratitude and joy because of the great love that he has given me, given to me by the God of the universe. I've seen Jesus work through me to change the world a little at a time through my words and my actions. And I have witnessed Jesus doing the same thing through others. When it comes down to it, All of my theology, all of my Christology is best explained by a simple song. And you know it. Sing it with me. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. The good news is he loves you too. And you can believe that. Amen.